future will be done on earth Cause it's already done in heaven Let your kingdom come on earth Cause you already run the heavens Let your glory fill the earth Cause it already floods the heavens Let your freedom ring on earth Cause it's already rung in heaven Let the choir sing on earth Let your will be Her name is Victory and she hails from Detroit. Many say her music is a fusion between soul music and folk music in the style of, say, Nina Simone or Tracy Chapman. Personally signed by Jay-Z to Rock Nation, she is now a Grammy Award-winning artist and she joins us in this hour uh, to talk about her musical journey, her vision, and her brilliant and unique sound. I am pleased to welcome Victory to this program. Victory, how are you today? I'm well. Thanks for having me. Man, it's my great delight to have you. Glad we have the hour. A lot to talk about. Um, tell me about that track. Yeah. Yeah, th- you know, this is a song I wrote. Uh, it was during the, the pandemic. And, uh, you know, I was spending a lot of time in meditation and in, in scripture. And, you know, I was thinking about how uh, Jesus tells us to pray, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Um, I was looking around in my surroundings, and there's a lot of things in, on earth that clearly do not look like heaven. And so I decided to write this song as a, as a, as a prayer, as a way of meditating um, and asking God to let these surroundings all around us, where there's sickness and death and sorrow and heartache, and you know, to, to let his kingdom come on earth because in, in in his kingdom you know it's there's no sickness there's no death there's no it's there's no hatred you know and so um yeah it's just it was written as a prayer to uh help us to uh agree with the prayer that jesus told us to pray yeah there's a lot of background noise where you are i don't know how we uh, got you on the phone for an hour with that kind of noise in the background we'll see if we can't do something about that or you can't do something about that because it's going to be a tough hour uh competing with those voices behind you that said um has 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 gospel always been the lane uh inspirational music i'm not i'm, I'm not sure whether, whether you call it gospel you tell me how, how do you define what you do is this the lane you always wanted to run in you know Gospel is who I am as an artist. Mm-hmm. I'm very passionate about my faith. Um, but the thing is, gospel is also a genre, mm-hmm. and um, my my musical instincts expand far beyond the genre of gospel and into classical and jazz and R&B and folk. And so I, I really mix it all together. Mm-hmm. The uh, <clears throat> When you say you mix it all together... Um, I, I've over the course of my career been honored to talk to pretty much everybody, so many people in the music business. And for those who have um, gospel roots, uh, it does something to, I think, it does something for their possibilities. Those who start with these gospel roots, uh, and, and if, if you get that thing just right, <laughs> there, there's almost no lane that you can't run in successfully. Of course, the queen of this conversation is Aretha, the queen herself. You, yep. start, you, you get this, you get the, and here you are hailing from Detroit, like the queen. But if you get that thing just right, it seems to me there's something 
about the hegemonic nature of gospel that allows mm -hmm. you to do and to go in so many other spaces and to kill it even in those other spaces, would you agree with that? I 100% agree. Because there's a practice of, of uh, flowing in the spirit that mm. you get when you're, when you're well-practiced in gospel, and then you translate that flowing spiritually into other styles and genres, and that's what we saw with Aretha Franklin. Mm -hmm. uh, take take me back to when you uh, when you first started singing. I, I I assume you're gonna tell me you were singing in your mama's womb, but tell me tell me when <laughs> when you first recall uh, being able to, to 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 belt a note. Yeah, well, I remember being four years old and trying to prove myself to my family that I was good enough to sing with them, and you know they 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 you know said you're a baby, you know you. You got to be a little older to hang with us, and I just remember proving them wrong, you know, and, mm -hmm. and demonstrating that I I do have what it takes to sing and sing professionally, and uh, and um, eventually they they listened and and I kept singing ever since. You, tell me more about your about your singing family. Yeah, so I I have eight siblings. Our two parents were originally from Detroit mm -hmm. and. You know, in the same way, like, the, the Winans are iconic musical sure. family. You have, you have, you know, of course, the Jacksons. You have the Clark sisters. You have the Osmonds. Like, so many different families where it was their lifestyle. Music was not just something they did as a hobby, but it was their lifestyle and their livelihood. Mm -hmm. um, and so that we shared that in that same sentiment. And, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, our our father trained us uh, from from very young ages. We were singing in four and five part harmony, and um, and we sang all different sorts of styles. But we especially sang hymns, and we arranged hymns in like uh, this exquisite harmony. Mm -hmm. um, you mentioned a couple of them that I was going to mention, so you beat me to it. When you're from Detroit, you got mad respect, of course, for the Winans. Mad respect for the Clark sisters. Uh, I'm one of ten. You're one of eight. My family not so much a family of singers as yours is, but I want to interrogate that. There are a few questions I want to ask about growing up in this family of singers, and particularly those hymns that you referenced a moment ago that your father taught you all and you all did in four and five-part harmony. A lot to talk about uh, as we get uh, started into this hour. Our guest is Victory, personally signed by Jay-Z to Rock Nation, and I'm delighted to have her on to have a smile. For all the freedom-loving folk, this is Tavis Smiley. I feel like freedom. No, you Smart talk for curious people just like you. You're listening to Tavis Smiley. 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 Wait. 
Victory, tell me about this track while uh, while Miles lets it play. It's a beautiful, beautiful song. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So oftentimes we um, we feel this need to project. Uh, yeah, we are. Uh, I think uh, uh, in an effort to uh, to get rid of the background noise where she was calling from, she changed phone lines. And now this is worse than the first phone line. So I'm going to let Miles uh, work that out. But just let, just let this track ride, Miles. So, Victor, let's try this again. Uh, tell me, tell me about this track. Uh, I don't have to pretend is the name of it. Yes, yes. So, you know, oftentimes we feel the need to project to project this image of well-being uh, when, when sometimes we're simply not well. Mm-hmm. And um, especially in the Christian faith, you know, we we feel the need to have to tell a testimony of of strength. But sometimes, you know, we're still in the process of our testimony coming to fruition, and so. I, I think that, uh, you know, my goal with this song was to give people the permission to still be in process. And it's okay if all is not well right now. Um, we can have hope that all will be well and while acknowledging that all is not well right now. Mm-hmm. And so that was my goal with this song. Well, you uh, you hit the mark. Uh, if, if that was your goal, you hit it and you hit it bullseye. Uh, it is a beautiful, mm-hmm. beautiful track, and I'm glad I had a chance to play it, and I'm glad um, the audience gets a chance to hear it, for those who have not heard it as yet. Um, I want to talk about how doing what you do still allows you to connect with Jay-Z at Rock Nation. We'll talk about that as we move forward. But you mentioned moments ago that um, that you're one of eight and that your father um, trained you all, uh, and um, you all were really uh, adept at doing hymns. Before I get to those hymns, tell me, tell me about your father. I, I, I love learning about people's backstories because it informs, of course, who they are. Uh, we all are the sum total of our life experiences, and it all starts with family. So tell me a bit more about your father, about your family, and, um, and, and this, this, this music. And then I want to talk specifically about those hymns. Yeah, yeah. Well, my dad um, is a visionary, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and, 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 and a thought leader. Um, as well as a devout Christian. And so um, uh, we were raised in a very unique way, even though, um, you know, a lot of our peers had a certain way of of life and a certain way of thinking, especially, you know, growing up on the west side of Detroit Mm -hmm. in the 90s. uh, We we weren't raised as if we were just, uh, as if we were raised on the west side of Detroit in the 90s. You know, we were raised very intentionally, even down to our names being very specific. Like, of course, my name is Victory, and then my sister's name is Liberty, and my brother's name is Abraham. Like, there's just so much intention behind uh, 
the the words that were spoken and the uh, and the um, principles and ideals that were in, uh, instilled in us from a very young age. And and um, my dad was very uh, you know intentional about that as well as our mother. And so, um, but also my dad has a, has I would say a spiritual gift with respect to music. Mm-hmm. Uh, he never he never studied at a university music. But he always composed the most elaborate songs, um, and even like as I as I grew older, and I would um, uh, we would give these songs to well studied jazz or classical musicians. Even they had difficulty um, learning how to play some of my dad's compositions, mm. um, and oftentimes because my dad didn't play a like a, a musical instrument per se other than he played percussions and and his voice Mm -hmm. but uh he we were like his instrument you know he would (laughs) delve out (laughs) harmonies yeah like those those four and five part harmonies those are chords Mm -hmm. you know he would say you sing this note you sing that note and then mix you know you do that five times that's that's a that's an intricate chord Mm -hmm. and uh and so it's like our family was one big instrument and we we grew up singing in harmony mm. um you said again you keep saying things that i want to interrogate it just, that's the mark of a great conversation <laughs> i just had one of these last hour another great conversation this hour where people just open up in a beautiful way and it just it, it leads me down a path so I'm, I'm following you as i will throughout this hour so let me, let me just come to two things you said a moment ago one of them is your reference to your father as a devout christian uh, and I don't take mm-hmm. that I don't take that phrase lightly. A devout Christian, um, growing up in Detroit in that era, uh, with all that was happening, wh- what did it mean mm-hmm. to you? What did it mean to you to see your father uh, run his race, uh, to show up in the world even then as a devout Christian? Right. Well, it was an example for me of what I could be and do and accomplish. Not because of how wealthy we were, um, but because of the, how, the what we possess spiritually in our faith uh, in Christ. And I got to see in real time how that's an actual point of value, and that's an actual legitimate form of currency that you can translate in this world. Mm-hmm. Um, because when you don't have very much at all in terms of uh, physical uh, possessions, uh, but you see how faith can translate into a certain well-being, a certain uh, um, quality of life. Yeah, uh, you know that that showed that was an example to me for you know what what our faith means to us and and how yeah. um, we have a future because of the faith that we have in Christ. Mm. You know, and so. Mm-hmm. Seeing that modeled in my parents uh, showed me the legacy that I that I get to carry on. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm smiling here because uh, I never know on any given day how this show is going to work itself out. Victory, I um I do three hours a day here, uh, and mm-hmm. in my last hour I spent I spent an entire hour uh, talking to a Muslim. <laughs> And now mm-hmm. here I am in this hour talking to a Christian, uh, a devout Christian, no <laughs> less. So it, the show, uh, these dots connect in interesting ways around here. And it was a great conversation last hour and a great conversation this hour. Um, mm. the, the other thing I want to I I press toward, uh, given what you shared with us, are the names that your parents gave you. Um, I've, I've 
told this story um, more than once. Uh, it's kind of funny, but it's also informative and instructive, I think. I was running through an airport one time to catch a plane. I was in between speeches, traveling across the country, uh, and had a mother run up to me and wanted me to meet her kids. She had a set of fraternal twins that she wanted me to meet. And I stopped, and she wanted me to take a picture, so I, I got on my knees in the airport. And these were, you know, youngsters. I got on my knees in the airport and took a picture with uh, the, the two babies, the precious babies. And I was running so fast to catch this plane, my assistants were trying to get me down this hallway. And um, I jumped up, and I said, I'm sorry, I didn't even ask your names. And it turns out, <laughs> I kid you not, that the names uh, of this boy and girl were Alizé and Cavassier. And I, I don't I don't know if everything showed on my face in that moment, <laughs> but when I turned away, mm. when I turned away to run to catch this plane, I, I was sadder than sad um, mm. that this woman had named these babies Alize and Cavassier, and I could give you a bunch of other names of people I've met across the country over the years that are really just you know not just disappointing but insulting. I think it, it, anyway, don't get me started down that lane. My 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 point is that what your parents did was the exact opposite. They were intentional in giving you names. Uh, and I know people who have names like, you know, Victory and, and Liberty, and I know a girl named Miracle. Uh, and so the flip side of giving people names that are that are just completely whack as far as I'm concerned and, 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 and not connected to much of anything, the flip side of that is giving people names like Victory and Liberty and et cetera, et cetera, Abraham and other, uh, other names of your siblings, that it's intentional on the one hand and it's meaningful. It's connected to something. The name does have value, but it also has a whole lot to live up to. When your mom and daddy name you victory. You ain't got no choice. You can't, you can't be a crackhead if your name is victory. Uh, I mean, you I mean, and, and if you are, you better come out of it at some point. So when they, when you get a name like that, you, you like, that's, that's a lot to live up to as, as it should be. But how have you, pro, how have you processed, how have your siblings processed being named Abraham and Liberty and victory, et cetera, et cetera. Well, let me just say for me personally, it has been a pressure on mm -hmm. in, well, in my life. And, uh, you know, I had to, uh, well, well, for most of my life, I grew up feeling as if I was um, succeeding at, at reaching the standard of victory. Mm -hmm. And then there was this one point when uh, I was I was 18 years old, when I went through the most traumatic kind of defeat mm -hmm. um, you know of my life and it, I was in a traumatic bicycle accident and I um, broke my jaw and broke my arm and my face was disfigured and and I lost teeth and so in, in that accident um, the, you know the ambulance came they were trying to identify me I kept asking what's your name what's your name and I every time they asked that I couldn't bear to, I couldn't fix my lips to say my name because I felt for the first time in my life I had no right to, to claim that I am victory and 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 because in that in for the first time in my life you know I'm completely deceived and I don't know how I will overcome you know so they went on to wire my mouth shut and uh, I've been a singer my whole life and here the jaws of victory are clenched so mocking in my mind, you know, my arm, I was, you know, a cast, so I couldn't play the guitar anymore. And so it was in this, 
Miles, do something. It just always happens. I, I, I declare, man, <laughs> this is 2023, and we still have technological issues, and it's always like this. You get to the good part. As we say, it's getting good. You get to the good part of a conversation, and phones start uh, failing you, and and uh, you're just trying to get the best out of the dialogue. Uh, and so... Um, we're going we're going to finish hearing this story hopefully that we can uh, that we can actually hear um so you were saying that you 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 were you were a little shy about telling the paramedics that your name was victory because why now oh because i felt like for the first time in my life i had no right to claim that i am victory uh i i felt you know utterly defeated and so it was in this place of defeat in my in my own in my, you know, in my existence, that I that I found that there is a strength that exists beyond me, and that there is a victory that exists beyond my own victory, and and I found that it's okay to, that I'm broken, it's okay that I'm weak, because I know the one that has the power to make me whole, and I know the one who is victorious even over death. Mm-hmm. And and here's the thing, no no human being has the ability to defeat death uh and to and to defy like everyone has to answer to the darkness that is death. Mm-hmm. But what but what I learned is death has to answer to the glory that is in Christ. Because Jesus overcame and rose from the dead. And so and so what I learned about my name is that it's no longer my victory that I have the pressure to carry or bear. But rather it is an act is it's a declaration of faith yeah. that says I believe in the victory that Jesus won for me and I simply receive it. And it has nothing to do with how good I am or, mm-hmm. or how or how much of a failure I am. Either way, it, it, it has no no bearing on who Jesus is and what he's done. Yep. So that's the victory I claim. Nope, that's why we call it grace, which is an unmerited favor. You can't do nothing to earn it. It's just an unmerited favor that we call grace and that twin, mercy. Uh, we'll continue with victory when we come forward on Tavis Smiling. I don't have to pretend It's not what Jesus meant when he said to faith. From the Merc Park with love, love, this is Tavis Smiley. Let's get back to more of Tavis Smiley right now.
I'm Tavis Smiley. I'm glad to have you tuned into our program today. Our guest in this hour is Victory. She hails from Detroit. The sound of the Clark Sisters from Detroit. Uh, Victory was personally signed by Jay-Z to Rock Nation, now a Grammy Award-winning artist. We'll talk about that uh, as we continue our dialogue about her musical journey, her vision, her unique sound. But she was saying earlier, uh, growing up in Detroit, it's hard to ignore <laughs> uh, the, the power of the Clark Sisters. I could have gone with my friends, the Winans. I mean, I'd, I'd been fortunate to know them all. Uh, I, I chose uh, to, to play a Clark Sisters track because they were out the blocks, obviously, before the Winans came out the blocks. The Clark Sisters were there first. Uh, so just give me a sense of in, in your own family, uh, like the Clark sisters, like the Winans, eight of y'all, uh, when you're hearing these other families put out content that everybody in the country is listening to, uh, and you guys are doing your own thing in your family, you're feeling, you're hearing, you're processing what back then growing up in Detroit? Well, you know, it's, it's just, must be something in the water, you know. What I, mean? <laughs> <laughs> I ain't mad at you, Victor. It must be something in the water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, I mean, it's an honor to carry on the legacy of you know just great music. You know, it's 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 like a a commodity. You know, mm-hmm. if you look at the, these different countries and the, the great exports that they have, mm-hmm. you know, there's an international export of of of, of music that specifically comes from Detroit, you know, that mm-hmm. I, I get to be a part of. And so, yeah, yeah it's an honor. No. Um, so the Clark sisters had their thing. The Winans uh, have had their thing and all the other baby Winans, <laughs> BB and CC <laughs> and Daniel and Angie and Debbie and all of them. Um, they've had their thing, but you were saying earlier that your father really, uh, laid on teaching you all, uh, hymns, uh, and doing those hymns in four or five part harmonies. Um, why hymns? I, I love a good hymn, but why hymns? Well, I don't know the answer back then for mm-hmm. what the reason was, but I know what hymns do for me now. Okay, you know, it's like it's like they're they're folk songs uh, that uh, that testify of how the Lord um, met someone in their journey, on their road, in their hardships, and they always end in hope. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, for example, like you could even just think of like, it is well with my soul. Mm. Like, you know, it talks about the hardships, but it always comes up on this note of, you know, but it is well, it yeah. is well with my soul, you know, or like, why should I feel discouraged? Ooh. Why should the shadows come? You yes, know, like yes, yeah. it, it acknowledges you know the ebbs and flows of life, but it always comes back to a, a, a conclusion of hope. You know, and so uh, I just I like to write music according to the, the you know the standards that these songs were crafted with. Yeah. You know, something that can be timeless and and, tra- and and travel through generations of of you know just generations of time. Yeah. I'm I'm just thinking as you're talking, uh, and uh, you you're trying to shout my spirit up in this studio right about now. I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm listening to, I'm listening to these songs you're mentioning, uh, and referencing, and I can only imagine how you can wreck a place. You must wreck a place when you do mm-hmm. "It Is Well with My Soul" or when you do mm-hmm. "His Eyes on the Sparrow." I know you turn that. I know you turn that joint upside down. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, those, I mean you, and 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 you know, and what I love about the hymns. Um, I, I can only speak for me, not for you, but I, 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 my sense is we're simpatico in this regard. What I love about those hymns, and you just named two great ones, 
it's not just um, it's not just the music, obviously. It's the lyrics. Mm-hmm. The lyrics to "It Is Well with My Soul." Um, the lyrics to his eyes. I mean, the, the, the lyric is what hits you. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it, it just, we can resonate and we can relate with the lyrics because it, it's not like it's removed, far removed from our daily struggles, mm-hmm. Like it, it articulates the daily struggles, but in the midst of the daily struggles, it brings life and hope. And so, yeah, that's a really, a really key reason why these hymns connect with people throughout time. You know? yeah. His eyes on the sparrow, and I know mm-hmm. he watches me. If he can watch the sparrow, I know he's keeping track exactly. of me. And uh, mm-hmm. whatever my lot, thou hast taught me to say, it is well with my soul. That there's a maturity in that. You know, I'm I'm thinking as we talk yeah. about this victory that. I asked you a moment ago about those hymns, and you said, I don't, I don't know why my dad chose hymns then, then, but I can mm-hmm. tell you what these hymns do for me now. Uh, right. And as you said that, I was thinking uh, anybody who's ever had this experience knows exactly what I'm talking about. When you are a young person and you grow up in a black church and you're hearing somebody sing, uh, it is well with my soul or his eyes on the sparrow, um, you can't relate to that as a 14-year-old like you do as a 44-year-old. <laughs> I mean, once you live some life, you understand what they were talking mm-hmm. about when they wrote that song. Uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, these songs mean a great deal to me uh, now, a great deal more now than they did then because I, I understand it. I get it. And I've lived some life. This is a track. We played a few tracks already from, from Victory. Here's a track called David's Brother. Check this out. Many have tried and they failed Though qualified, they didn't prevail What makes you think that you will Look at the giant and look at yourself track is called David's Brother. We'll talk about it with victory when we come forward on Tavis Smile. Unapologetically progressive. progressive. Unapologetically black. Black, black, black. You're tapped into Tavis Smile. Tavis Smiley. Tavis Smiley. 
for everybody black. Everybody black. black. More of Tavis Smiley coming your way right now. Right now. Right now. Right now. More of victory coming your way right now. Victory. Um, tell me about that track, David's brother. <laughs> yeah, that's a special one. You know, uh, a lot of times we feel like we have no right or no basis to believe that we can overcome, especially when you're not qualified, or you know, especially when so many people have tried to overcome in the same area. Um, but David proved that, you know, even though so many people tried to fight Goliath and there were stronger soldiers, more qualified soldiers, David didn't go in the name of his strength. He didn't go in the name of uh, his experience. He went in the name of his God. And that's how come he, 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 he won the victory. And so this, this song is, I wrote be, to help us, you know, overcome those voices in our minds. Cause you know, David had brothers and his brothers, you know, they were trying to discourage him from going to go take on Goliath. And they were basically being the devil's advocate, you know, mm. there's no reason why you think you should be able to do this and succeed. You should probably just sit down, mm-hmm. you know, and, whether whether that <laughs> transpires from actual people or sometimes those voices are in our heads, but there is a voice of faith that that counters that those reasonings. That voice of faith rose up in David, and David declared that he he will defeat Goliath, not with a sword, but in the name of the Lord with a stone and a sling, mm. and so. That's what this song is designed to help people um, navigate through. Yeah. What's the, what's the, what's the um, uh, watching my timer is getting tight. What is the, what's what's the balance for you uh, when you're writing music and you want to empower people uh, mm-hmm. with your writing, but you also don't want to proselytize and turn people off. How, how do you find that balance? If that makes sense as a question. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Um, my answer is I make the best possible music mm-hmm. and not just the best possible Christian music. I'm talking if, the best possible music, even if it were to be in an R&B lane mm-hmm. or a, a pop lane or, or or whatever lane, could this music sonically stand next to these other records mm-hmm. and, and, and hold its own? And, and and be, you know, crafted with with that level of excellence. And so, oftentimes, in the same way that with with certain, you know, music that carries poisonous messages and detrimental side effects, it's not that anyone is trying to, you know, agree and consume in their soul poisonous concepts. The reason why the, you know, certain music has this. Effect power is because of how good it sounds, mm-hmm. how how uh, it's just cutting edge, like the most innovative beats, the most innovative synthesizers, or the vocal production. You know, it's just unlike anything you've ever heard, it's cutting edge. Mm-hmm. And so when people rap poison with cutting edge music, it, it somehow doesn't turn people off. It, it somehow, you know, you have everybody singing these songs, you know, regardless of their belief system. Yeah. 
people still come together around detrimental songs. And so why can't we see the same thing happen nope. around songs that perpetuate uh, to that to that point, I'll just say amen, as we say in the fine tradition of, of the black church, amen. Um, if you're in the Southern California area, you're in for a treat. Uh, Victory is headed this way. Uh, and I'll tell you all about what you can see here. If you are in Southern California, headed this way, uh, you'll want to see her. And I'll tell you about that in our remaining moments of victory on Tavis Smiling. This is getting good. Yeah, man. Tavis Smiling, Smiling. continues when we come forward. Forward, forward, forward. More honesty than you can handle. More empowerment than you can imagine. You're tuned in to Tavis Smiley. Smiley. Just got uh, three minutes left here in conversation with Victory, which I have enjoyed immensely. Uh, in these three minutes, Victory, uh, you were talking earlier about how uh, the Lord will meet us on the road. Uh, and uh, you met a guy named Jay-Z on your road. How did that happen? <laughs> well, uh, you know, um, I was I used to sing in Central Park with my family just about every day. We did that for about 10 years. Mm -hmm. And um, I started to venture off on my own, um, and I would uh, go off in our free times and sing um, just the latest songs that I had written and just make some extra cash um, in tips and things. And um, I made that a practice, and some one day someone made a video of me singing in Central Park. I was singing Nina Simone's Feeling Good. Mm -hmm. And um, and the gentleman sent this video to Jay-Z. He's a close friend of Jay. Um, actually, his name is James Samuel. He's a, a well-known uh, film producer, mm -hmm. writer, and, and director. And um, so James uh, sent this video to Jay-Z, and Jay was really impressed and was like, yeah, I want to meet this girl. And so it was, we were connected on email. My dad and I were connected on email and, and uh, we ended up meeting with Jay-Z at the top floor of his office is the skyscraper in Times Square. Mm -hmm. And uh, like the next day. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> and the rest, as they say, is history. <laughs> exactly. Wow. Uh, I, I'm just laughing at how fast that moves. I mean, people, have very busy schedules, uh, Jay-Z among them. Right. And for somebody mm -hmm. to move that quickly to see you the very next day means that you impacted him with your voice and your delivery, that he adjusted his schedule to get you to the top of that tower immediately, as we say. <laughs> so uh, I, I, I'm mad at you. Victory uh, is, uh, uh, again, going to be in the Southern California area on the 10th of November, just a few days from now. If you are in Southern California, you're headed your way uh, this weekend. She's at Crypto. The Crypto Arena, yes. uh, you will see her on the 10th of November if you uh, are fortunate to get tickets. Uh, I hope that today's conversation just gives you a taste. If you, hadn't already, if you hadn't already known Victory, and many of you have, of course, but if you hadn't, I hope this conversation today gave you just a taste of her uh, prodigious talent, uh, an amazing gift uh, as a songwriter, as a performer, as an artist. Uh, and um, she's going to be again in Southern California at Crypto, uh, the arena, uh, on November the 10th. And if you can get in, I can promise you it's going to bless you. I'll just leave it at that. Uh, leave it at that. It's going to bless you if you can get there on the 10th of November. Mm -hmm. Victory, congratulations on, your, on all your success so far. I know there's so much more, uh, so many more blessings to come your way. Uh, and I think it's a blessing to be a blessing. And you are a blessing to a lot of people. So thank you for your work and your witness. Thank you for this conversation. Uh, and uh, mm -hmm. I, I delight in doing it somewhere down the road again, I hope. 
Uh, absolutely. Thank you, Tavis, for your time. I appreciate it. All the best to you. That's our show for today. Back here tomorrow, Lord willing, to do all over again. Until then, thanks for listening to Tavis Smiley. And as always, keep the faith. <laughs>